Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? Doing fantastic today, Tim. The conversation we have was a raw one, very emotional, very powerful. I hope everyone listens to it and takes something from it. Uh, And I hope everyone out there is doing well. And I hope you're doing well on this fine Tuesday morning. Thank you, Lance. I am doing well. And I am not really in this conversation. I was I was present for it, but um, I, I didn't speak at all in this conversation with Anita. Anita is Pepita Redhair's mom. And Pepita Redhair went missing from Albuquerque, New Mexico on March 27th, 2020. She was 27 years old at the time of her disappearance, which would make her 30 years old today. She is a Native American female. Brown hair, five foot one, about 141 pounds. And the reason why you really didn't say anything in this conversation, because this was the one where we told the listeners that we had split up our interviews. Turns out that you were able to do this one. Uh, but to be honest, like we're on it with Jen. Jen asked some questions. I asked some questions. But this is all about Anita. She takes this and delivers statements that gave me chills. Statements like, I can't move on without her. I miss her so much. And the one that really stood out to me, she said, when are they going to hear our voices? When are they going to hear our voices? And I know she was speaking about that in regards to her communication with law enforcement and the community about Pepita, but I couldn't help think that this was something more historic, that there was something more historic to what she was saying, that it went beyond her daughter, that she's tired of saying the same things over and over and over again and hearing the same things over and over and over again, and now it's affecting her personally. And this woman has been through so much. Her daughter, her husband, who passed before having any closure about Pepita's whereabouts. It's really a powerful conversation. And please, there's a GoFundMe link in the show notes. We're posting it on social media, go to the GoFundMe. Anita needs a lot of help trying to fund things like searching on her own, legal fees, billboards, etc. everything that goes along with trying to find your missing individual, your missing daughter. Yeah, it's a really emotional conversation. You can't listen to this and not fail for Anita. And uh, as you mentioned, Lance, yes, Jennifer Amell joins us in this conversation. Again, we, we really, really only ask a few questions each, and that's just you and Jennifer. I, I don't ask a, a single thing. It's a moving conversation, without a doubt. And if you have any information, please contact the Albuquerque Police Department at 505-242-2677. All right, everybody, please check out the GoFundMe for Pepita and for Anita and her family. And please share if you can. That would really help with uh, with spreading the word about Pepita's disappearance. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Pepita's mom. And Pepita's my daughter. And I'd love to know more about Pepita. Like, what was she like? What was she into? What did she like doing? Okay. Pepita, like, um, first of all, she she's a friendly um very friendly she's always giving out like you know giving a hand uh, when people needing help and she's always smiling with a big old smile and um she likes skateboarding that was her her hobby and she likes talking to people and her uh, dream was to become a teacher and she really, you know, just like to explore. Yeah. We really thank you for taking the time to join us to talk about Pepita today. And we will get into the circumstances of her disappearance, but we had spoken on the phone previously and you said that you had um, an infection or a swollen tooth or or how are you feeling is what I want to know. Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling okay. It was down here. I guess one of my teeth was had, um, Need root canal, and it oh. got infected. So <clears throat> I got that taken care of Monday afternoon, Monday morning, and I came to work happy, and I'm doing better. <laughs> yeah, okay, they're gonna good. work on it this um, this Monday. So <clears throat> yeah, it, it's just a lot of things that um, that I experienced during when she went missing. A lot of physical, emotionally, emotional depression, anxiety, and it's just hard. And I wish that, you know, she would call me sometime. I mean, I wish you could call me just to say that, Mom, I'm okay. I'm over here. That's what we like to hear, but we don't know. We don't know where she's at. If um, she's still around, I don't know. And when you say uh, we don't know, um, you're speaking about yourself and the family. Can you give a little bit of insight into what the family is like. Uh, I know at least uh, there's a sister that I've read articles about. Um, can you, what was the, uh, what was her childhood like? What was, what was the upbringing like? Big family? Well, yes, we come from a big family. She has brothers and sisters and she has uncles and aunts on her dad's side. And her, one of her uncle was, uh, was her favorite uncle. She uh then the father's side they always favored her, and most um and um they missed her. We missed her, and we just I don't know how it's just that we don't know how to deal with this, but we all been affected. My daughters, my two her two brothers, we're all dealing it different ways. And it, it's been very tough. It's been very hard. I mean, every day I, it's just, I think about it. Um, I wish I could go beyond and 
I wish I was, you know, I wish I could be in Albuquerque every day searching for her, but I'm the only one that is a sole survivor. Provide for family, put bread on the table. And it's just as hard. And her dad, her dad passed away without closure. It's gonna, it's a year, it's gonna be a year this year, September last year. He passed on and with no closure and it, it, it was hard. Like I said, you know, it's not like home anymore. My life has changed in so many ways. The day she went missing, I try not to cry. I try, I try not to cry, but. It's okay to cry, Anita, it's really sad. I'm so sorry for both of your losses. Uh, were were you married at the time too? Um, well, we stayed together for, for 13 years. We have um, three, four children, and they're all an adult now. And he had multiple um, health issues, and he he passed on from that. So, yeah. Oh wow, that's really really difficult. It seems like. These tragedies are just piling up on you. Yeah. Too much to carry heavy burden, but I believe in my my Lord. I resort to my heavenly father that he, <clears throat> I cry out to him for help, for answers. And, you know, it was pretty bad, but Day by day, I get by with um, talking to my friends. One of the w, um, MMIW friend that I task force that I met when she came down for our rally in Crown Point, New Mexico. And well, actually two of them, they really talked to me, they encouraged me and, and try to stay strong. And we need answers. That's all I want, I need answers. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you about that, Anita, about MMIW, and you're referring to missing and murdered Indigenous women. Yeah. Right. Yes, I I really I barely learn. I mean, I'm just now learning from them and um, about the MMIW task force. I just hear that there's a lot of task force out there, but I um, there's only three people that I really like engage with them, talk to them, and they help me out. Um, if I go to Albuquerque to um, talk to district attorney and attorney, they kind of like help me out with gas and but not all the time. That's what they do. And they help me out with two rallies, three rallies. Um, they, you know, they brought us snacks and um, printing posters for us, flyers. So, you know, I really um, appreciate them as well, um, but I'm get, barely getting to know know about their program. The way I see, it, there's no code for MMIW within the Navajo Nation. That's what I learned. But they have this. It's called um, Coalition for um, uh, Domestic Violence. That's the department. Um, the lady, her name is Jolene. She's the one that is part of the MMIW as well. So there is an 
MMMDR. Um, she's the founder. Her name is Miski. Uh, she very helpful as well that um, I attended few for two for session um, this past month. So um, that makes kind of like um, that I'm not alone, but there's time that I am alone with this. And when we met with um, district attorney one year ago and they were all gun ho about it, sugarcoated us <laughs> and nothing happened. And there's, I tried calling them. They went, a few times they answered my call. We had a, a Zoom meeting, but the last time I, they called, my son was upset with them. So they, you know, when are you guys going to give us good answers? When are you guys going to give us something that, you know, hey, we interviewed these people, all that. You guys, you're just going back, like tracing her, her uh, past and all that. That's, they told me that's what they're doing first. And that's kind of like a waste of time. I mean, the first time they dropped the ball, first time she went missing, the APD, Albuquerque Police Department. And I tried to call them. What they did was they judged her and they just don't know what happened to the, to the report that we give them. But beyond that, after she went missing, I don't know. All I know is when she, I tried to contact her on March 27, 2020. And let, let me go back to March 24, 2020. That's when she was in uh, my custody. We dropped her off at her boyfriend's place. And that's the last time I saw her physically. My last, the last time I saw my daughter, she wouldn't go missing. She wouldn't just disappear like that. No way. Something might have happened in that house, but it wasn't properly investigated um, because of COVID that came about and didn't want to, um, they don't want to contact the person. But I just left it that way. But I, since we started having that detective, um, two, three months after that, the detective contacted me. We gave them a lot of information, a lot of pictures. But I understand that they were shredded. So we're going like going back and forth gradually, which I don't want to do. That's where it's at now. And right now we did have a district attorney, but they don't, I don't think they want to um, carry on the case. And they took it to um, attorney general. We're going to be having a meeting with them at three o'clock. So they said there is something that they need to tell me, but you know, hopefully it's not the same old thing. And I told my attorney this, I, I can't be like throwing the ball here and there that way, you know. It's, a, it's just like um, a Band-Aid, you know, Band-Aid that you peel and you, oh, it looks fine, you know, just close it back up. I don't know, it's, it's difficult. I think I'm getting smarter with this and the way that I really need someone to help me to do, you know, to put something, you know, put it in writing and submit it to APD. Like I said, I really don't want to do this, 
that's not going to bring my daughter home. She might be set up with somebody being held against her will. I don't know. There's a lot of things that goes through my thoughts, goes through my mind every day. I check my email. I check my text messages. I check my messenger. I check our phone voicemail. Nothing. Every day I get home. Every morning I wake up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I look and there's nothing. It just makes me cry. I cry and I pray. But like I said, I have to stay strong because I, you know, I want her home. There's a lot of stories that are coming, two stories are coming in that she's somewhere out in California, New York, but I don't know. I don't know how to go about it. There's people out there say, hey, you know, we can send pictures, we can do this. And it's just, it's just like, you know, if it's human trafficking, I don't think nobody's going to trace her down. The people that's doing that, I don't think nobody's going to. That's why I really don't want to show my face anymore. My identity wants, I want my identity to be private, but there is some people that made us think out of that episode, a Navajo nightmare, and I heard it back and it, it's just made me mad because if the family, his side of her, of her boyfriend's family loved her, if the boyfriend cared for him, for her, he would be out here helping me, maybe with gas money, maybe, you know, they live in Albuquerque, they would say, hey, you want to, you need help, we can go this way, that way, did you guys need flyers, we can run around with that, but ever since she, they split, nothing, but I hear two stories, the mother, I, I, it, I don't know, she left early in the morning, after this guy, homeless guy. And this homeless guy is very, he didn't, you know, he's not a good looking man. How would my daughter just decided to go after him? Like she said, she went, when Laramie Gay, however he's deceased, left early in the morning, Pepita left about three, four minutes after Laramie left. How did, how would she know she went after him? And how did she know the kind of clothing she was wearing when she left? After a while, I talked to the boyfriend, I believe it was two days. I said, where's my daughter? Nicholas, please tell me where you put my daughter. What did you do with my daughter? was all we went to Circle K with my dad and she was still at home. So, and then I said, what time was that? He was about maybe around 10 and 11. When we got back, she wasn't there. I go, really? So why did she leave? She, he, Nicholas said, the boyfriend said, I don't know, maybe she got tired of me drinking and fighting with her. So, okay, well, please, can you help us go try to search for her? Go out there because I'm way over here, but there's nothing. There's two stories. We tried to tell this to detective the first time that I heard this. They won't believe us. They believe in their stories. I don't know. They say, oh, we haven't um, 
interview the family and how would they know that, oh, Pepita wasn't, Nicholas didn't do anything with, with their daughter. I don't know, that's where I said, what the heck is going on here? That's when I just stopped. I said, we're just gonna do this on our own. We're gonna do another rally. We're gonna run with this. We're gonna run with flyers and Albuquerque talk to people, as many people as we want. But there's nothing, there's no, no side of her in Albuquerque. We post flyers, every business offices and we talk to homeless people. They, some of them, they don't know her. A few, they say, oh, the last time we saw her it was March 27 with the boyfriend. How far away was Pepita's home from uh, her boyfriend's house? They live on South Valley. And Pepita, we live in um, New Mexico. It's about 194 miles. Oh, okay, so pretty far. Yeah, it's pretty far. And it's pretty far for me to go up there every day, every weekend, because, you know, I have very limited don't meet my my income doesn't meet our needs. So I have to pay for my home, my vehicle, my insurance, food on the table. And we used to go every weekend because I told myself I want to find my I want to find her. So we some there's times that we spend a night at the gas stations nearby where he lived, but there's none. There's nobody. I slept, my son stayed up. He slept and I stayed up. And we'd watch those truckers and there's nothing outside of her. We we've done a lot of stuff that, you know, that I didn't, you know, I don't want to mention to, to nobody because they're not helping us. So I did told the detective that, you know, I'm pretty upset. I'm pretty frustrated. I don't even know. I don't think you guys were doing looking out and talking to people and and they said, we're going to go back track her first before we move on. That's in two years. I mean, two years and nine months is a lot. Too many. Nothing's been done. Maybe they're working on it, but I don't know. Yeah, they're just not communicating to you. Anything. No communication at all. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, they say, oh, I'm a lawyer. I can do this. And you know, that's BS to me. I just say maybe she's a Native American. That's why she's, you know, and maybe it's because there's no lead, no trace of her. But they would have done is, you know, contact the family right away. He decided the family start interviewing them. I mean, you would see if a person is lying, you would tell the perfect the person is not lying. And I don't know. I just don't know what to say. And that's just, you know, where it's at. It's, it's sad and frustrating. I deal with this every every day. I mean, sometimes the food don't taste right. Things that I used to do, I'm not interested in doing. I just, you know, just go to work and get myself busy. Yeah, you do what you have to do. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors, and now we're back to the program. You would mentioned her boyfriend, Nicholas. That's Nicholas K. Uh, do you have any insight as to what their relationship was like? And was he also Navajo? 
He's a Native American. I personally, I don't really know the family. And they've been they met in 2018. And he always abused her. And they spent a, they spent some time with us a year ago at, at our place for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's where I seen, that's where I heard, that's where I seen, witnessed it and hitting her, yelling at her. She came home with bruises, busted lip, big old bruise on the head. And at one night she called and he was really beating her. In the background, he would say F word, bitch, and all that. And she was she was trying to scream, Mom, Nicholas, don't stop. And we recorded that. But I think when they when they came back for the holidays in November, I think she deleted it. That would have been a good evidence. But um, what we're trying to tell them, they said there's, there's no evidence. So that's where uh, it's at now. And to me, he's running. He's getting away with this. But somebody made a state about it. But, you know, how would that person know as well? He doesn't know that person. So, like I said, that evening, um, March 24th, when we dropped her off, it's between 5.40 p.m., he was drunk. And I told him, I said, please be careful, sweetie. Just come back. Just what are you going to do here? There's nothing. He might hurt you pretty bad. I warned her a couple of times, but she still went back. That, um, I told him right there, too, that night when I dropped her off, I said, sweetie, please be careful. And he goes, when he gets mad, I, I call my friend. I never met her friends. And I mean, you don't know what happens in that pit. And I don't know. You don't know what happens if a person is drunk. The person's on, on high on something. So I know my daughter was a downtown drunk. I know she smoked marijuana, but she will never will miss it like this. She's been out there going to school and stuff, but she never went missing. She was never abused like that. It's got to be something. It's just hard. I mean, it's just, you know, when are they going to hear our voice? When are they going to hear us that they don't believe us? They don't care. I mean, they just think that, oh, well, we have to get actual evidence. I'm not sure if you know the answer to this question, but do you know if the police suspect Nick's involvement in Pepita's disappearance? I did say that, you know, can you please interview him? And because of his word that he didn't do anything, she just left on her own. And that's what um, they're saying. I don't think they, they know that he's a suspect. But there's still a lot, I just heard there's a lot of information still coming in from different areas from I don't know who. But. So COVID actually was a huge hurdle for everybody involved. Yes. 
because when when we reported, there was they said we can't go to his house because of this thing going on, and we couldn't go anywhere because we had a shutdown. Our reservation was shut down. Every weekend we can't get out of town. We can't get out of that reservation. And but many times we just snuck off. We came back early, but to search in Albuquerque. I always had my flyers information on her. So the Navajo Tribal Police knew and she's already was in the system. But the Navajo Tribal Police won't get involved because she was missing in Albuquerque. They have jurisdiction problem. So there was really nothing they did until um, I just kept in contact with the first detective, but he retired in May of 20, I believe it was 2020. And there's a new one that they gave us. Um, and that's when we went up there, he introduced him, he introduced us to the new detective. And he's kind of like an elderly, older, but um, in middle age. So I already knew, you know, in the back of my head, this thing is not going to work. We're just retelling our story, which I don't want to do it no more. Because when I do that, it takes me a couple of weeks to get back into my normal life, like my normal self. It is hard. They don't see it, but I wish they didn't shred the stuff that, you know, that we gave them. But I, like I said, I can't go beyond my story. I just know what I dropped her off. She went missing. I tried to contact her because she used to um, text me and call me and say, hi, mom, what are you doing? Um, I'll be coming back this week. And do you need anything? Is my brother okay? Is everything okay? She was the only one that used to, you know, text me. And even though she's high or something like, you know, oh, I just smoke, you know, I'm fine, you know, just normal day that, you know, normal text messages and call. That makes me feel good that she's fine. And yeah, you know, we're doing good. But it, it she kind of like, I started worrying when, worried about her when she started getting abused by him. See, all these things, the police would say, okay, let's really do this to, um, Let's corner him with questions. Let's interview the family one by one, but it's not happening. Maybe because they're afraid that they, they might get sued, the APD. Like I said, they dropped the bomb. They dropped the ball. There's nothing. It's too late. And so that's why I just want to do it alone. Um, however, I can do, like maybe just keep doing awareness, posting her flyer and even... Coming out with a rally, it's kind of too much. Like I need somebody to be beside me to coordinate while I'm at work or while I do. It's, it's heavy work, really, really heavy work, even though just a rally walk, you gotta do properly because of the safety and the highways and, you know, connect with many people. You actually gotta know the people that, you know, but. That's where we're at. Yeah. You mentioned that it was difficult to keep telling the same story over and over again and not getting any results. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to thank you so much for talking to us about this. I know it's not easy. Um, but hopefully if you keep doing media media and keep getting Pepita's name out there, then yeah. people will make law enforcement care and, and keep working on her case. Okay. Um, in terms of funding to keep searching, um, do you guys have a, like a GoFundMe? Um, I have a GoFund account. Yes. But, um, that helps $20 they donate. And Monday we went to Albuquerque to visit attorney, you know, that kind of helped. So. Um, yeah, well, if you don't mind, we'd love to share, um, a link to your GoFundMe when we, uh, put this episode out. Okay. Um, Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. People do care and you're not alone. Yeah. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Um, is there anything else that we didn't ask you that you would like to, to say? Um, I think I have, well, I'll just keep updating with you guys. Um, today we're having a meeting at three o'clock with the attorney, I mean, attorney general, see what they come up with. Wonderful. And let you guys know an update. Maybe if you guys can keep in contact for any updates, we can continue doing this because I'm really upset and I'm not trying to get back at the family, the boyfriend side. It's just that, you know, I want them to know that we need help in searching. We just, you know, maybe just checking up on me and say, hey, Miss Keen, how are you doing? And we haven't seen her. What do you need? We need do you need more flyers to be printed out? I mean, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but I'm not mad at the family because you know, I I can't be mad at anyone. I did, but I, you know, please forgive me, but I'm not mad at them. You know, they're human beings as well. My daughter is a person as well. And like I said, just that really upsets me is if he loved her, he wouldn't have hurt her. He wouldn't have done a lot of damage to her. He would have been out there every, every day when she first went missing, he would have did a report. But after I did, he did, I guess. And that's when the story is kind of like that, you know, she left with that guy. And but I talked to Nick myself that she left in close to by between 10 and 11. So there is two stories. And I tried to mention that to detective. I don't know if he has it written down. I don't know. There's a lot of, like you said, miscommunication. So I'm not mad at the family, the boyfriend's family. And maybe if I did, I said something, forgive me. That's the only way, you know, I'll be happy and I'll be at, you know, God is forgiving God. And I believe him that he's going to find my daughter soon. I really missed her. Every day on the holidays went by. My birthday is coming up again. There's no card from her. There's no call. 
I mean, my daughter's a person. Why would nobody hurt? How would anybody hurt my daughter? Maybe she got violent in the gunfight, but how, you know, I always tell my boys that please don't lay hand on girls. Just do, you know, tell them that. Look at your sister. You're not supposed to have domestic violence. They have a family. They have loved ones. They care about them, just like we do. Yes, at first time, we were so angry. But... I just told myself one day, this is eating me up. I better, you know, just go, just move on. But I can't move on without her. Especially when I go to Albuquerque, it seems like we're leaving empty. But I just want her back. We need answers or justice. I wish they could do more, you know. I wish the APD do more, like, question the family. That's all we want is to have them question the family. That's when I'm going to step forward more, more, move forward with more, with a lot of stuff that I need to do. And please, Pepita, anybody knows, anybody that knew her, anybody say, seen something, say something, please. I miss her so much. How would how would they sleep? How would they he sleeps? How would he go on his daily go, oh, I'm sorry, lost in words. But I just need answers. Please need come just tell me like where she's at, what happened to her. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at your family. I just need answers. We need answers. She loved, she was, she loved, my, I forgot to tell you that Pepita loved her nieces. They're grown up, they're getting tall, and they miss her. She's always bringing them stuff, jackets for winter, for the two winters they didn't have. They didn't bring her jackets, coloring book, anything. She used to call me, Mom, please buy them some, buy them some chips or soda or something. I'll ask them, is it okay? I'll give you the money. My daughter wasn't a beggar. She didn't ask for money. She was a strong woman. It's not sugar-coated, it's real. I knew my baby, I know her, but somehow she, somehow she lived with, she ended up with the wrong person. Maybe it was my fault, but I love my baby. I just want her home. And holidays, like I said, it's coming up. It's hard. It's not holidays anymore. The last time we ate with her was Thanksgiving two years ago before she went missing in March. November and December, that's when we had Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. With the holidays coming up, I just yeah. want to say, Anita, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. I know families are complicated and stuff, but this is not your fault at all. Thank you. And you, you also said that, uh, Pepita was a strong woman and it's pretty clear that she gets that from you because that's how you raised her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you just, it's so difficult. You just have to stay strong and you will get, you will get through it. And, you know, we are here for you. So anything you need, you know, we're now we're a phone call away. Yeah, she was, she was very smart. She took her dad's side. She had four A's, 4.0 in college. In school, she was very smart. The teacher really relied on her. The teacher used to say, Pepita, I want to be the teacher, Pepita. You know, she, she, she was telling us one day, she was helping students that she, oh, my teacher got upset, mom. What did she say? Pepita, you want to be the teacher, Pepita? She was giving answers to the students, I guess. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, uh, that, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. She was... I mean, she liked skateboarding. She she had a lot of guys, friends, and, you know, that's where she was at. And she decorates home. I mean, she loves cleaning, especially the kitchen. I come home, the kitchen will be real decorated. Things she rearranged, but, you know, that's fine with me. So she even... I'm sorry that I didn't tell you that she designs her own clothes. That's how she oh, loves, really? loves makeup. Yeah, she loves taking photos of herself. Yeah, she was that person. And like I said, her, her nieces, misses them. They're grown. That one is going to be a, one is a junior. And then one of them is, she's in seventh grade and the other one's in sixth grade and I mean, she loved them. She and she comes home to take them out and spend a day with them, and yeah, they missed her a lot. She was loved by her nieces and her sisters. And she likes to joke around, you know, always laugh. And I would know she would. I would know she would be lying. It was yeah, mama, and it's yeah. <laughs> I miss that joking with her as well. for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.